Welcome to episode 61 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Amber. And I'm Chris. And today we're doing a single comic, single issue of Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. So not the one that was released this past year, because there was a new series <laughs> replaced just, be- <laughs> just before the, uh, the TV show. But there was the original one back in 2008. So that's the issue that we're going to be talking about today. But before that, anything uh, happened this week, girls? I've been playing a lot of Legends of Runeterra recently, which is Riot Games' um, card game. Uh, so that's been pretty fun. I've been playing their like kind of arcade mode, I guess. Um, it's like versus AI. Um, and also coming up soon, Riot Games is doing a 2v2v2v2 on... Uh, on League of Legends, so that sounds kind of cool. I haven't oh, yeah. had the chance to play it on the on the like pre-release thing client yet, but it sounds fun. And they're doing a big event, I think, to celebrate their upcoming new game called Soul Fighter, which is going to be like a arcade type fighting game. So there's a lot going on with Riot Games right now. So the 2v2v2v2, is that a four-team MOBA? It's, I, I, from what I've heard, it's kind of similar to TFT, but it's like a series of one-on-one fights, or two-on-two fights. So you, like, fight against teams, and you have, your team has, like, a HP, and you lose that HP if you lose the fight, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just trying to envision like a four-team map MOBA. That would be pretty... I think they do have a a special map for it, though. Cool. How about you, Danny? Anything? Not much. I've been playing some League. Um, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, she has. (laughs) I haven't heard of that. Um, But that sounds fun. So I'll be looking out for that. Cool. I picked up one game on the Steam sale, and I haven't uh, haven't loaded it up yet, but I'm going to. And it is Atari Fifty, which is Uh-oh. kind of a pseudo documentary slash compilation of Atari games celebrating their 50 years of making video games. But it's supposed to have some really good, um, like interviews and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then recreations of old games, like reimaginings of old games. Is so, Atari still around? Atari, the the name is still around. Yes, the company name is still around. It's not, it's not the Atari of of my childhood, but oh. the name lives on, and they still license stuff. And this is uh, their latest, latest uh, thing they put out. Cool, fun. It got some really good uh, reviews as far as like the the documentary style stuff is better than the game stuff which I'm completely <laughs> fine with. <laughs> I'm at the age that I like documentaries more than video games. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I'll check that out. And uh, I've got a Atari controller that's that I've done a YouTube video on in the past that's got the joystick, the spinner, and the trackball. Oh. And I'm probably going to do a video of 
my experience of playing the game with that controller to see if all the games that are supposed to use the right controls can use the right controls because it would drive me crazy if if the game if the Atari 50 game has like a centipede game that's playing with a joystick or <laughs> with a gamepad you know if they expect everything to be played with the gamepad then yeah I'm just going to flush it down the toilet hopefully they put some uh put some, put some thought in into there. it yeah maybe we'll have to do a history of Atari episode or something uh, it might be like a five five episode miniseries because <laughs> we'd have to spin off into Chuck E. Cheese and you know all the what? other side side projects that Atari had. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> well, cool. Let's. So you jump can't into just bring it. up Chuck E. Cheese and and shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little. Don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> well, if you've watched 17 documentaries on the history of video games then true I mean, that's, that's just common knowledge i mean uh my bad yeah i've only watched like maybe a half <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's jump into this episode talking about secret invasion from 2008 uh written by brian michael bendis legend in uh in marvel comics uh, very famous for some of his uh some of his characters he created, but also famous for writing this style of multi-comic event, you know, crossover event. He, mm. he was, he was pivotal in, in writing a lot of the big ones from this, from this era. So um, this was right up his alley talking about the secret invasion of, I guess, uh, scrolls coming to earth and infiltrating the, uh, the superhero community. And this was kind of a follow-up to some of the other uh, big events like the Illuminati, Marvel Illuminati, and uh, the Kree Scroll War. And it's a result of, I guess, the... And I think you see just like one page at the beginning of the, the issue of they're talking about the Scroll Empire falling. And uh, I guess their their home world or their capital world has uh, has fallen as a result of this big war that happened previous in the comics and that's why they decide it's time to uh, launch their secret invasion against Earth. So that's that's what's leading up to it and then uh, that's where we open into this nice. book. So overall, before we get into the nitty gritty, what do you guys think of the, the comic as a whole? I like this one a lot. Me too. Yeah. What did you like about it? I thought it was really cool seeing a bunch of characters. Um, and also every time there was a new character, I'm like, is this one a scroll? Is it not a scroll? You know, like that kind of suspense. That's just like inevitable with a shape shifting species. <laughs> right. Um, you never know who anyone is. Um, so that was really cool. And just the entire like, lead up to the end was was great this is only the first issue of eight that's crazy and the, the <laughs> tagline for this whole series was who do you trust mm. so that kind of goes right down with what you're saying about not knowing who's yeah. who and another thing about having this many characters um in the comic and especially since this is you know 
almost 15 years old for us <laughs> reading, but it's nice. Uh, I like it. Even when someone is a very famous hero, I, I like it when they put their name, you know, under them and the picture when they introduce them into the series. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't think you need to do that for Captain America, but it was nice that lots of characters, you know, as soon as they show up in the scene, it has their name underneath. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That is who I thought it was. <laughs> or is it, though? Because at a certain point, there's only so many colors of spandex and everybody just starts to look like each other. Yeah. But yeah, Danny, what'd you think? How'd you like, how'd you like it? I really enjoyed it too. I, I liked all the characters and I was also trying to guess who's who. Um, It reminded me of after Captain Marvel came out, there was a bunch of like fan theories, like going back to all the prior movies on like oh was this actually nick fury or was it a scroll and right it reminds me of that so i really liked it and having this type of mechanic if you will and in the storyline you can rewrite a lot of history if you needed to like think about some pivotal movie in the mcu or something where some pivotal character dies and then you know 10 years later you can be like oh no that was just a scroll version of that person <laughs> yeah you know she's still re- really alive or something but yeah so so eight issue you mentioned eight issue miniseries but this is the the exact type of miniseries that would both excite me and drive me crazy as a kid because you see you see it on the newsstand and you see it say eight issue miniseries you're like oh cool I'm, you know i'll invest in this I'll invest uh-huh. my both my my money and my mind into, you know, in ingesting this series for eight issues. But this particular crossover had ten issues before it, you know, spread what? throughout spread throughout different comics. So like Amazing Spider-Man number you know four seventy two or something like that. You know, so ten before it and thirty issues during it. What? what? So basically all of 2008, like every, every single thing was every major invasion. comic, Yep, every major comic. And they would put, I don't know if you've seen it before, but they'd put like on the top of the comic, you know, they'd put secret invasion uh-huh. showing you that this comic that you're about to read is part of the storyline. But what you that... know, so if you've got a story like this, it has, I don't know, what would you say? 20 or 30 characters in this first right? issue. Yeah. Then all those comics, you know, Avengers, Amazing Spider-Man, Thor, Deadpool, like all those comic series that are ongoing are also supporting this story. Right. Because the comic starts out like kind of halfway in a story. Like there's some Avengers that are arrested or in hiding or whatever. Like where did that come from? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Guess we have to read to find out and then we can read this. Yeah. Yeah. So it it makes it hard to follow, but... It's uh, it's definitely a marketing <laughs> marketing <laughs> thing because I remember you know back when I was growing up and, and reading comics and collecting comics, it, it wasn't this bad you know it wasn't forty supplemental issues <laughs> supporting this uh-huh. eight issue thing, but there would be you know a handful sprinkled in there and you'd be like oh weird, and so if you look at my you know childhood collection, you would see I would have you know a complete line of, you know, let's say 
40 comics of you know spider-man or 40 comics of the avengers or something mm-hmm. and then i'd have one issue of dr strange in there just all by itself <laughs> or one issue of you know something else that i didn't normally read and just because it like fit in the story yeah in some some yep. blanks yeah and sometimes the, the the end of the comic would even say this continues in you know Doctor Strange number one twenty four. It's like okay, I guess I better buy that one. Well, that sort of thing happened. Um, I don't know if other TV shows did this, but the CW shows with Flash and Supergirl <laughs> and Arrow, they would have like a mini, like three part episode, and so I'd be watching the Flash because that's the only one I watched. And it would be like the second episode of the miniseries, but I wouldn't know that. And I'm like, what is going on? It's like, oh, watch Supergirl season two, episode five, and Arrow season five, episode two, and you'll find (laughs) out. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, the Rooster Teeth show Red versus Blue also had that. Like, they would have side series, like, in in the off season, I guess. That's part of the reason why I stopped watching the show because <laughs> I didn't know what order to watch it in. And then everyone on the internet was like, oh, you can watch it in whatever order. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't help. Red versus blue, the, the Halo character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When were you watching that? <laughs> like middle school. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got, it was like, good. A- I've got like a five season DVD series of that that I picked up at a flea market many years ago. <laughs> it's a good show. Next week, we're talking about Red versus Blue, a Halo TV show, because we're all big <laughs> Halo fans. <laughs> cool. So uh, so we got the, uh, the invasion starting. We've got uh, some of the smartest minds of the world trying to figure mm-hmm. out how we're going to deal with this. You got Tony Stark has assembled a the uh, the two smartest guys that he knows besides himself, of course, um, Mister Fantastic and Hank Pym. What about Bruce Banner? Isn't he smart? Uh, I don't know at what point in this series is he may be smart, he may be dumb. <laughs> you know, Wait, he what? Be, <laughs> if he's like the Hulk full time? Oh, because there was there was different different Hulks going on in this time frame where it may have been, you know, gray Hulk may have been red Hulk, may have been oh. green Hulk and uh, his okay. intelligence. Varied. Uh, based varied. On. <laughs> so <laughs> you got right. these smart dudes and he's like, all right, we need to figure out how we're going to deal with this because, uh, they're out there and they've got a, uh, a dead scroll that was apparently, uh, infiltrating the, the, the hand, which is Electra's, uh, ninja organization. And uh, so they've got a dead Electra that was a scroll. But it's a scroll. So, and he says, there's, there's more of them out there. We need to figure out how we can know who's who. Yeah, because they're, they're completely undetectable. None of the magic or technology or mutant powers can figure out where, what is a scroll. Yep. And then we've got a, uh, a scroll ship coming towards Earth. It was uh, picked up by some space station out in uh, hovering around Earth. Not some space station. It's S.W.O.R.D. Oh, yeah, S.W.O.R.D. And uh, they're like, uh-oh, there goes, uh, there goes a spaceship heading right towards Earth. Better tell someone. 
Yeah, so they try to get word to Tony Stark, who's also trying to get a team together to um, go out and infiltrate this thing, because I guess it crashed in the Savage Lands. So we get to see some dinosaurs in this, along with all the other yeah. uh, superheroes. Can't, can't go wrong with some dinosaurs in your comics. No devil dinosaurs, though. No. So we've got that going on. Then we've got these uh, secret Avengers, which, as Amber alluded to, are, I guess, they're in trouble for something. That I don't yeah. know what happened, <laughs> but they're in trouble for something. So we got, like, Spider-Man, uh, Luke Cage, who's that? Echo. Um, Iron Fist, Wolverine, and Iron Ronan. Fist. Yeah. So they're all hanging out somewhere. And they're like, well, we need to, uh, we need to go take care of this, you know, because this is going to be bad. So let's go take care of this. So who's Ronan again? So that's Clint Barton. Oh, just like, just like an okay. MCU. Okay, I forgot what his name was. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I gotcha. So everybody's heading out towards the uh, the Savage Lands to see what happened with this uh, crashed spaceship, which they know it's a scroll spaceship, but they just don't know what's inside. And uh, they have some fun with some dinosaurs. <laughs> um, I guess something's happening to uh, Iron Man. Like something is, is affecting him as, as they're uh, landing here and trying to find the spaceship. So you've got both teams, both the, uh, I guess, Iron Man's team and the Secret Avengers in the Savage Lands now trying to track down the spaceship. And this sounds familiar. Iron Man versus a team of law-avoiding <laughs> law superheroes. Yeah, and this does kind of fall somewhere in the timeline of, of the uh, Civil War. Hmm. So I don't know if this, this has anything to do with that. But you got a, uh, a big face-off between the two teams trying to figure out what they're going to do. Nobody's sure what's in the, the spaceship yet. You've got other stuff happening all over the world, like the, uh, the sword space station is blowing up. Um, we're going to see the helicarrier is uh, you know hovering over New York, and it's starting to uh, fall out of the sky. Yeah. We've got a couple um, bases that are being uh, infiltrated by an alien virus. It says alien, alien virus, virus detected. detected. We've got a couple super um, jails for super pe- bad people, like the raft yeah. and, and the cube. And uh, they're starting to go haywire. Thunderbolt Mountain, where the Thunderbolts team is, it's starting to get infiltrated by this alien virus so all this is happening while we've got all these superhumans uh in the savage lands and as they're doing their little face-off we see uh possibly jarvis push some buttons says he loves you and then iron man just starts going haywire his uh, suit starts alien virus detected yeah starts weirding out and so they're not sure if they should help him or get him to safety or get a, they, they want to get a helicarrier to come extract him. But of course it's uh, having troubles. 
So, all that's happening. And while all that's happening, we've got a nice tour group going through Baxter Building in New York. Um, touring the Fantastic Four base. Um, and in this tour group, we see one of the people in the tours, not not the guy wearing the uh, Stephen Colbert for president shirt, but Wait, what? I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. That's so yeah. funny. Um, but but one of the people in the in the tour group shapeshifts into uh, Invisible Sue Girl, Storm. Sue Storm, and infiltrates. Just walks upstairs. <laughs> yep. Goes goes into the the building, walks right past her kids without saying anything, and then gets into the super secret lab and starts pushing buttons. So that's that's not going to be good. And in fact, she like blows up or does something to the Baxter building. Yeah. She also says he loves you. Loves yep. you. So we we can see that that's a recurring theme. And then uh, it all basically finishes off with uh, going back to the Savage Land. The spaceship opens up, and who comes out? Oh, are they old versions of all the superheroes, or are they just versions of, they're just the superheroes? It's, yeah, it's just a butt-ton of superheroes. That's Some a, of them look different, but, though. That's a unit of measurement that the scrolls use, a butt-ton. Butt yeah. Yeah, so we got just a who's who of, of Marvel superheroes popping out of this thing, including yeah. another Sue Storm. <laughs> <laughs> she must be popular. She's a fan favorite of the scrolls. Yeah. Who's behind her? The, with the red glasses? Is that supposed to be Cyclops? Uh, I think that's Wonder Man. Oh, okay. Because I was like wondering when Cyclops got like a chain. <laughs> uh, one, so Wonder Man. Uh, mm. He always had the red glasses on also because he's a, a movie star. Oh. Yeah, so we got all these superheroes popping out, and uh, that can't be good news because it, it's almost like that uh, that meme with Spider-Man pointing to Spider-Man yeah. pointing to Spider-Man. <laughs> well, it kind of is like that. There's two Spider-Mans. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we finished out the whole thing with... Um, Mr. Fantastic saying, hey, I think I've figured out how we can make a device to uh, to identify, uh, you know, the scrolls in hiding. And Hank Pym's like, oh, I bet you did. And he shoots him. Yep. And we, we see just Yay. a big spaghetti glob of Mr. Fantastic all over the lab. He even loves you. Yep. So a good... Uh, action-packed, star-packed issue that culminates in a good little cliffhanger. Yeah. So what more could you ask for? Seven more issues. And this is... And and 50 on top of that. And this is kind of important for how Marvel would make these type of issues. The issue number one on a series like this. They've got to put a lot of stuff in it and they got to leave you hanging. Or else yeah. you're not going to buy the buying. other Yeah. Keep them coming back. So how... I know, Amber, you've seen some of the uh, Secret Invasion on yes. Disney Plus, right? Yes, the which, first episode. Without any, without any spoilers, which, uh, which of the storylines would you rather be put into a uh, 
like a movie or TV show? This one or the one that's currently rolling out on the MCU? Probably this one because I don't I don't like the political stuff as much. You know, like I didn't love Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's like political and stuff. You know, like it's not as superhero. You know, it's it's like darker. Right. And I don't like that as much. But I understand why something like this comic would be really, really hard to make into a movie. Because there's just, like, so many characters they need to add. and Yeah. And if, um, if body to, doubles and stuff. If you were to cast this many characters for a movie, TV series, or whatever, it's inevitable that one of them's going to get in trouble you know, I don't know, stalking people or something. And, uh, well, I didn't to... stop one person from making, <laughs> continuing to make a movie. <clears throat> then, you're gonna have to, then you're gonna have to recast that person or cancel the movie or, or just or put just it out. Or just run it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so good, good story. Should we, should we read some more of this one? I think I'd so. like to. Yeah. I, I'm staring at, these long fingers, they're nasty. You see those oh, fingers? Ew. Mr. Fantastic's <laughs> fingies. These oh. fingies are He's like spread long. everywhere. You guys should read this comic just just to look at his fingies. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and some got on Electra. His teeth. His teeth is there too. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Ew, nasty. And apparently to to figure out how to identify them and, and create whatever contraption he was going to create, they had to cut open Electra's chest. You can see yeah. her like, dissected in the background. Yeah, her chest looks like a Demogorgon head. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. This was a, a good little issue and good timely. I just happened to see it pop up on the... Uh, in the uh, Marvel Unlimited app of you know what's what's popular right now. Oh, so, I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. I guess the other. Um, so th- they say that the TV show is loosely based on this series. On this one. Yeah. Oh. Loosely, loosely based, just probably on the concept of shape shifting scrolls <laughs> on Earth. All right. But I, w- but I wonder if the other series that started last year might be a little bit closer right that's what i was thinking it might be but yeah it's good to to pop back and see some of this stuff that has influenced obviously influenced you know yeah. modern, modern storylines and i like this art style a lot like something about this like mid-2000s comic book it's just so fun to look at yeah i think there were in the transition period of being influenced by some of the technology that video games was, was kind of revolutionizing at the time. So I think they were taking some of what they learned by doing digital art and bringing it into the physical medium also, as far as like lighting and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. But they did have a good, uh, good artist in this series also. I bet it was fun for that for them to draw a bunch of different people. Right. That'd be so cool. Fun and exhausting though. 
True. Yeah. All those outfits to keep track of? Jeez. <laughs> like, uh, is this is this the guy that's got gray sideburns, or is the other guy the guy that has? Let's just put gray, gray. sideburns on everybody. <laughs> At least the scrolls all look the same. Right. Well, cool. That's. I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Just wanted to touch base on a, a classic series that's influencing modern storylines. And uh, this was definitely fit that bill. Yeah. So we, we thank you, as always, for listening to our podcast. Be sure to go out to wherever you find this and give us a little review. Let us know how we're doing. Check out our other socials. Check out our YouTube channel. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Until next time. Peace out. Peace out. And, and geek, geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.